Hello friends, welcome to the SOS Podcast. This is your host Carl. Thanks again for joining me this week. If you're new to the channel, I appreciate you checking us out. I hope you're blessed by this message. Today I want to talk about discernment. I've never done a ton of research on the various Christian denominations that are out there, some of which purport to be Christian but are really far from the Gospel of Christ. Some of these are organizations or denominations, groups, that teach a gospel other than the true gospel of Christ, which we know from the scriptures, if that's what you're teaching, it's false doctrine, it's false religion, it's not Christianity at all. Now, there's one, I don't want to call it a domination, I guess I'll call it a religion or sect that I've never done a lot of research in. I don't know necessarily what they believe, but I was intrigued. I had some time on my hands, so I thought, well, let me look into this and see what this is all about. The organization is Christian scientists. Christian science. To me, kind of a strange name. Christianity, science, what's this all about? Is this a scientific view of the Bible, of the scriptures? I think I've heard enough about this belief system to know that it's not really Christianity, but I didn't know exactly what it was about, so I decided to watch this video. The video is a series of interviews of different people who are Christian scientists and asking them, what is this faith all about? Are you guys Christians? What do you believe? Blah, blah, blah. So I'm listening to what these people are saying. And the beginnings of all the interviews seem legit to me. You got people who are saying they love the Bible, they love the scriptures, the scriptures reveal God to us, the scriptures teach us about our relationship to God, which shows us some of ourselves, how we really are. All those things sound decent, sound good. These people are talking about how much they love Jesus, how much they love their Savior, and none of that sounded weird or wonky yet, so I continued to listen. And then I heard something that was the beginnings of a twisting of the scriptures. And I thought, probably not going to watch all of this, but this is about all I had to hear to know they don't really believe the truth. What each person said, I think it was three of them, and they all said the same thing. They all said that heaven and hell are not places. They're more like feelings or ideas almost like an emotional state. Heaven is something you experience without actually going to a place. Hell can be something you experience, but these are just feelings. They're just sensations, we can call them. And that was the first time in these interviews that I thought, ha, here we go. Here we go with a twisting of the truth. Because if we read the scriptures, we know that heaven and hell are actual places. Revelation 4, John describes actually being in the throne room in heaven. He gives us a physical description of what he saw, who and what were there in that place. 2 Corinthians 12, Paul talks about being caught up in heaven. He talks about 14 years earlier being caught up to the third heaven. Now when he speaks about this, he's making a point about not boasting in himself, but only boasting in the Lord. And he describes this man who went up to the third heaven. And he says, a man like this I would boast about. His point is that he can even boast in this man who God took to this place and showed these things and doesn't even need to tell people that he's the one that God gave this gift to. 
So when you read the beginnings of 2 Corinthians chapter 12, it sounds like he's talking about someone else, but he's actually talking about himself. And he talks about going to heaven, being in paradise, seeing things that are inexpressible. He's not talking about a feeling. He's not talking about a sensation. He certainly is speaking of an experience because it's something God allowed him to experience. But what was his experience? His experience wasn't feeling a certain way. His experience was actually going to a location, to the third heaven, which has been described by many or explained by many as being the highest heaven, where the throne room of God is, the same place described in Revelation chapter 4, right? Because in Revelation chapter 4, we know the description of heaven was that the throne of God was there. This was the throne room. With regards to hell, read Matthew 5, Matthew 10, Matthew 18. Look at all the teachings of Christ about hell. When he uses words like your body going into hell or being burned by the fires of hell, this does not sound to me like merely some kind of idea or feeling or sensation. He's talking about your actual body being in a physical place. This isn't a spiritual experience solely. This is a physical experience. Let's look at just Matthew chapter 5, for example, starting in verse 27. What does Jesus teach? He's talking about lust. He says, You have heard that it was said, Do not commit adultery. But I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, gouge it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, Cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to go into hell. Jesus doesn't sound like he's talking about a spiritual body. Sure, there's the argument here that there is a metaphor in here for us to understand that is spiritual, but what he's describing here is the physical body. In Matthew 10, we find a verse that I think is abundantly clear about hell being a physical place. Starting in verse 26, Jesus says, So do not be afraid of them. There is nothing concealed that will not be disclosed or hidden that will not be made known. What I tell you in the dark, speak in the daylight. What is whispered in your ear, proclaim from the ruse. Do not be afraid of those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather, be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. He's talking about a physical place. We're not talking about a spiritual experience here. Destroying the body, the physical body, and the soul in hell. This is physical. This is just two or three verses, two or three books of the Bible, where you have these words of God himself, of the Lord Jesus Christ himself, in many cases, speaking of these physical places of heaven and hell. You have other people in the Bible who physically been to heaven, who can describe it, what they saw. It might be comforting, it might tickle someone's ear to think that heaven and hell aren't literal physical places, but just states of being or experiences, something spiritual to attain, or in the case of hell, avoid. 
Of course, I don't know why it would comfort someone to consider that heaven is not a physical place when I think the better idea is that it is a physical place. It is this paradise that we can go to and see and experience with our physical senses. But for that to be the case, I guess you have to accept that hell also is this physical place that you can go to and experience with your senses, which wouldn't be pleasant at all. So you have these doctrines that people invent for one reason or another that squarely contradict scripture and how an entire group of people can be like-minded and say, well, no, of course heaven and hell aren't physical places. The Bible doesn't teach that when we have so many scriptures that actually literally teach that. The only thing I can think of is, and the Bible speaks about this as well, is about those who actually want to be deceived. They want the doctrines that tickle their ears. They're not after the truth. They're not. If you're after the truth, if you're after what the Word of God actually says, if you're after knowing Him completely, fully, and honestly, then when you're in the Scriptures and you're pursuing that, his Holy Spirit will reveal the scriptures to you. The Bible tells us that too. It is the Spirit that reveals the scriptures to us. That's why you can have some really smart scholar who spends his or her entire life tearing the Bible apart and only comes to the conclusion that it's all wrong and it's all contradictory and it doesn't make sense when it comes to science. Because although that person has studied these words for years and years and years and years and years, they're looking at this from an academic perspective, and they're not allowing the Spirit to actually show them the truth of the Word of God. I can't get the truth out of these scriptures. I can't go into the Word of God and use my minuscule brain to make rhyme and reason out of this and teach you a point if the Spirit doesn't reveal that to me. Brothers and sisters, use discernment. Whether it's an organization, a denomination, simply a book someone says, hey, you should really read this. I think it would help you out. It's biblical, it's Christian, whatever. Maybe it's a conference someone wants you to go to. They're really excited about going and listening to this certain teacher or this group of teachers, or they have these worship teams, groups, bands, whatever, coming together and they're gonna have this great worship service. Brothers and sisters, you have to exercise discernment when it comes to anything in the spirit because it's too easy to be deceived. There are some who not only want to be deceived themselves but want to deceive others. There are some who achieve great gain from inventing their own doctrine, their own version of the gospel that does tickle the ear, that does bring some kind of false counterfeit comfort but not the real comfort that the comforter the Holy Spirit brings, not the real joy that we're supposed to experience in Christ. Even listening to this podcast, you have to have discernment. I could twist the word of God around and tell you it means a thousand things it doesn't actually mean. Don't take my word for it. Get in the word. Listen to what I say and then hold it up against the word. And if it doesn't stand up against the word, don't receive it. Doesn't matter who you're listening to, doesn't matter who you're learning from, that's what you have to do. Father God, we thank you, Lord, that you give us the Holy Spirit, the comforter, the interpreter, the revealer of your word, Lord. Father, we ask for your protection as we navigate our faith, 
Help us distinguish those who want to build us up in the spirit in Christ from those who really just want to deceive and mislead for their own gain. Father, we thank you, God, that you offer this protection. We ask, God, that you would make us wise enough to take advantage of it, Lord, that we would not be deceived and led astray, but that we would seek after and find the truth. Father, we love you, and we can't wait to see you face to face. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Good day, and God bless. We hope you have enjoyed this week's episode of the Sold Out Soul podcast. If you would like to sow financially into the work that we're doing here, please visit soulsrestoredministries.org and click the donate button.